Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am Peter Babb. I'm Logan Singletary. And welcome to Tire Talk. Today is April 8th. It is Thursday. We've had quite a, let's say, unique week. We were off last week. For those that do not know, it was Easter week. So we had the weekend off to remember and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Logan, how was your Easter break? I know it was much needed because I know a lot of people on campus were completely burnt out. But how was your break? It was really nice to be able to go home and stay with family for a weekend and just kind of relax and not have to worry too much about more schoolwork. Uh, yeah, that's that's very true. I was the exact same way. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do any homework this week. I need, I need a break because for those that do not know, we did not have a spring break this semester. We just had an Easter break. So again, it was much needed. Also, for those that do not know, I am wearing all green right now. I'm wearing my master's gear because today is the first day of the master's. I'm a huge golf fan. So good luck to all those competing in there. I'm just, I, I'm just excited that I'm like, I can watch sports, that there's more sports coming out. But we have a ton of news to get to, Logan. We got COVID yeah. news. We got a Florida reservoir is about to break, which that's, I never thought I would actually have to talk about that. It happens. Um, but then, but yeah, but then we have more news that is occurring here, right here at Olivet in the United States and around the world. But Logan, what's going on with COVID? Right now, President Biden announced that the nation will be moving the adult eligibility for COVID-19 to April 19th, which is two weeks before his original plan for May 1st for everyone to be able to get vaccinated, which will allow more people to get vaccinated sooner. Yeah, I saw that. I was very surprised because I know that in the state of Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker talked about how every person in Illinois, adult person in Illinois, is now eligible to get the vaccine by April 12th, which is about four days from now, which is insane. I think it goes to show that there are more vaccines becoming available, not just to you and I, but like also millions of people across the nation that depending on, you know, what side of getting the vaccine they want you know they they can get it or they can you know wait until they have like more assurance or more information about like that makes them comfortable to get the vaccine i have already gotten the vaccine because i am an essential worker i know that a lot of people now at all of that have have at least gotten one shot of the vaccine which is important i i did not expect him to make that claim especially two weeks earlier because we don't really know how much vaccines are obviously right now available to the united states or how they are distributing it it's a very bold claim in my opinion Mm -hmm. i agree with that it's it's almost kind of like saying that all this is going to be done by easter yeah which was last weekend but it's But like, obviously, I think me personally, I feel like he's like trying to get America to the point where we can at least try and have a normal summer in air quotes, because obviously, you know, but I agree with you. It's a very bold claim. It's a very unique claim, because obviously I know that when the vaccines are being originally distributed, there was a lot of problems with trying to figure out what state needs it the most and how to distribute it. So I agree with your claim. I I agree. also with the whole the first one the pfizer one it had to be stored at super low temperatures yes that is true and then yeah. the johnson J- johnson johnson came out saying that there was i believe like they said several million vaccines that 
that were contaminated, as they said. Mm-hmm. But they said they, they were able to track them down very quickly and that they are going to replace them. But yeah, you know, it, again, this bull claimed that every American adult can be vaccinated by or is now eligible to be vaccinated by April 19th is certainly a very unique bull claim because I know that people like Dr. Fauci in the CDC has said that that uh, he, he disputed that claim that says that he didn't believe that people would be able to be eligible for every American adult would be able to be vaccinated or be eligible to be vaccinated by I believe he said July yeah ago. Mm-hmm. So like again, like there's like the, there's that conflicting report of like, well, what is the CDC saying versus what is the White House saying? And I think that uh, it's not it didn't just happen like during, you know, this current Biden administration happened during the previous administration. Yep. Again, like, do you feel like like there's like this like, weird miscommunication between the two? Kind of. It, it does seem that way sometimes. In my opinion, like, it seems like sometimes they just do their own thing and other times they're like, yeah, science, we'll follow that. But it's kind of up in the air, it feels like. Yeah, like, I just, yeah, I I, I agree with that. Like, there just seems to be, like, a bit of, like, two versions of, like, what, like, they deem as, like, the correct way of doing this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what, like, we need to get on the same page, like, in my opinion. Like, get on the same page. Tell us up front, like, every American adult can be vaccinated by so-and-so time. And I'm like, okay. But the problem is, if you're giving, like, two conflicting statements saying it's April 19th versus possibly going into May, possibly going into June, possibly going into July, that's where, like, people, that's the trust and I, I would say the science of, how, of mm-hmm. creating these vaccines that's where like people start getting that distrust I would say yeah like there's almost like not everything is being communicated as clear as it should be to everyone all right another major COVID news Logan that we discussed during our meeting was the new COVID-19 passports which I did not know were, was a thing apparently these new COVID-19 passports are not a thing currently right now they're apparently being looked at by some countries, according to the BBC. But America, the United States have already come out and said on April 7th that they will not support a system that requires Americans to carry a credential like the COVID-19 passport. So I want to get your thoughts on that, Logan, is the possibility of, you know, some of these countries maybe looking at requiring, you know, some of their citizens or possibly Americans to get a COVID-19 passport or show proof that they got the vaccine when traveling. So how do you feel about this? I can definitely see some countries, more like European countries, requiring that because they are so interconnected already. But America, I don't think really needs that since we're a lot of people just typically stay in america unless you're traveling to a country that and they require this then they might have to get something from that country but otherwise i don't think it's something necessary for americans yeah i agree my opinion on this is i believe that if you are traveling to another country that let's say has a higher risk of a COVID 19 infection like let's say if we go back in the time machine Let's say go back to Italy last year. And I know that Italy was hit very, very hard when COVID-19 did happen. I believe that that's when Italy would say, no, you are required to get a passport that says you have been vaccinated in order to travel to Mm -hmm. Italy. That's where I think that where it's like, if you go into a high-risk country, like you have to show a COVID-19 passport. But again, I'm sort of on the lungs and I say, where it's like, I don't believe that you need to show a COVID-19 passport every time you try to do a plane because- Let's just be honest. It's already difficult enough and already long enough yeah. to already get on a plane. You already have to show ID. You 
you already have to go through TSA and yeah. not only show a COVID-19 passport. I feel like that's just a little bit too much. And also it's a little bit of a innovation of freedom, just a little bit, yeah. because there are, there are some people that in America that do oppose vaccines. Uh, they either yes, religious reasons so. or because of some ideological reasons or just some preferences. And that's where I feel like that's where the United States is like that draws the line because it's like we're not going to force people because again, like let's just say it goes to a disadvantage yeah. uh, for people that didn't get a vaccine mm-hmm. either because they either didn't have the availability to do it or they do not want to get it. But Logan, let's talk about this Florida reservoir that is about to break. Yeah, so the past few days, the state of Florida, they've been working around the clock to prevent a reservoir full of toxic material from breaking. It's near Tampa Bay, so that's a good place for that to be. <laughs> and they declared a state of emergency after officials declared that it could just break at any time. And it caused hundreds of people to evacuate, and it's just being pumped out to avoid the possible collapse of the reservoir, despite the possible damage that it can cause to the environment. Yeah, so I saw this over Easter break, and obviously I have many questions. First off, why do you have a reservoir full of toxic water? That's, yeah. the, that's the first one, which I, I, I did try and like look up as to why they have that i didn't really get a clear-cut answer as to why there was some disputing reports saying that they had radioactive material in it and the state of florida said no don't so that's like that gray area where it's like well what do you deem as because like they're, they're obviously again like, like you said they're evacuating residents that this happened over easter break obviously you know as of last night they're still working on the dam or not the dam but still working on the reservoir to prevent it from collapsing yeah uh, because again this is full of toxic material that mm-hmm. again not only affects the environment but if you know people let's say possibly drink of this that is going to drastically affect their health and especially oh, yeah. the fact that this is in tampa bay this is near tampa bay it yeah. is in that county area so it is a very very a dangerous time uh, so the people down there i hope that they're staying safe and i definitely know that the state of florida is working their best i i believe that they brought in the national the florida national guard to also help them bring equipment to pump out that water but what are your thoughts on this logan because this is crazy yeah well i do think it is important to like kind of keep the value of human life above that of the environment they should think of a way to try and get this and move it as safe as possible because if they just pump it out and it's just in the environment that's going to cause a lot more problems in the long run mm-hmm. and i don't know it seems like they probably could be handling it better but i'm not sure how they would yeah it's sort of like a lose-lose situation mm-hmm. in this case where there's just no good way to get rid of this toxic material toxic water yeah. have because it's either a you let the reservoir burst and that's is not going to just affect the environment it's also going to affect everybody living there or by tampa bay it, especially by Tampa Bay yeah. or like you have to pump out the water and locate it into another area that sadly wildlife is going to be affected by this. Yeah. So again, like I, I think that they're just trying to make the best case out of a, let's, let's just be honest, a very bad situation that's going down near Tampa Bay. Just in time for Earth Day. Earth, yeah, just in, just in time for Earth Day and like just in time yeah. for Earth Month, which in that case, have you actually been outside? Like it's been very dreary. Yeah, today has been a really, it's just been raining off and on it seems april flowers bring my flowers is what people say but this past Um, week though has been beautiful out yes it has been like i I, there was like one day where it was like 80 degrees out there was not a lot of wind it was just a beautiful day to be outside that's what i love about being at all that like like that's the one thing i miss was the fact that you did not have the spring like everything is coming back to life and just like it's a very beautiful it's a beautiful time to be at all of that but now logan let's talk about a case that is in the supreme court that involves the ncaa so the 
Supreme Court began a hearing for a case that questioned the amateurism status for college athletes. Obviously, this this is a case that's titled NCAA versus Alston. And basically, they're arguing the fact that, you know, the NCAA needs to get rid of the amateurism status because these are technically what their argument is that these athletes are semi-pros. Like, they're just going to school. Yeah. And they're using their names, their images, their likeness to get TV deals, to sell yeah. programs, to sell tickets in order to bring in more revenue through the athletic department. Mm -hmm. um, the justices heard the arguments from the NCAA and the prosecution for 90 minutes a few days ago, according to ESPN. Uh, however, some justices did begin to grill the lawyers that represented the NCAA, expressing the skepticism of some of the NCAA's arguments. One justice called Justice Elena Kagan said the NCAA is an organization that has, quote, undisputed power because of the use of the amateurism status of these college athletes. Logan, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Like, what do you think about, you know, this case right now? What do you think about the possibility of maybe college athletes, not just now, but possibly in the future being paid or getting rid of that amateurism status for being a college athlete? I do feel like they need more recognition for what they do because they work their butts off and work out and everything. And then for one tournament, basically, mm -hmm. and then that's it. What else do they do? They just kind of sit around and do schoolwork while still working out and training and doing all this stuff, practices, even more games, and they're not getting recognized for that. And I feel like they should be getting recognized more than what they are. And the NCAA is not letting them do that. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, I don't really have good opinions about the NCAA. Because like obviously like for me, like I love college sports. I love yeah. watching college basketball. I love watching college football, especially college baseball. But I feel like for many, many years, especially from the 2000s going on, there was this growing sense amongst college athletes be like, well, wait a second, why is the school getting millions upon millions of dollars through TV deals and tickets? Obviously I'm talking about the division one level. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Why are they getting millions upon millions of dollars, yet I'm not getting a cent of that? Why am I... Yeah. Why is my my jersey number being sold in the bookstore, but I don't get a cent of that? Like, there's yeah. that weird dynamic that is happening between the NCAA and the players. And the players are saying, look, and obviously, like, there's a lot of sports organizations like the NBA that are allowing kids out of high school to go to the G League, which is sort of their developmental league, and then go into the NBA draft or go straight into the NBA from then on. Like, the, the, they're creating alternate routes, and the NCAA is starting to feel the hurt. And these oh, yeah. are playing up front. On, pay us like yeah. why are these school why are the schools getting millions of dollars not just through tuition from just regular students but also they're getting millions of dollars through the athletic department yeah so i'm on the side of at least in my opinion pay these athletes oh yeah like, obviously there's that big question of how do you pay them obviously i think that boils down to you know in the future like that'll get boiled down to you yeah. know a, a salary of some kind yeah. I really do feel like these athletes do need to get paid because I, I, like you just said, they go to practice, they go to team meetings, they have to play in games, have to play in tournaments. And on top of that, they have to do their schoolwork at the same time. Yeah. And a lot so, of them are able to get a job because of all that. Exactly. So. And, and the problem is the fact that like uh, for, let's just say for all of that kids, like they, they're not, I'm not saying all of them, but it's like a vast majority of them are not going to be able to go to that next level. They're not able to go to, let's say the MLB yeah. or the NBA or the NFL, you know, they're working 
working their tails off day and night. But the problem is, like like you said, they spend so much time outside of class working on their craft. Like, it, you know, it may affect them yeah. in their classroom and they have no financial backing to help them, you know, buy groceries or buy the essentials of like, yeah. just like water or so on and so forth. And I understand some of the arguments is, well, they get paid through their scholarship. Like, well, a scholarship only goes so far to help yeah. them financially. And the scholarship's just like the school is saying, hey, we're just not going to take your money. Yeah. Or they're going to cover a certain amount of that tuition. And like, and the problem is like, especially for division one schools, I've seen a lot of stories where these college athletes come from communities where they are well below the poverty line. They don't have the money. Like some of them are saying like, they worry about, you know, their mom and their dad that has to work two, three jobs just to keep their bills in check and not enough to have food. Like it's, it's just very terrible stories. I definitely think that the NCAA, if they are, cause the NCAA was formed to protect student athletes. Yeah. My opinion, it's like, well, you're getting billions of dollars off of revenue, billions of dollars off of advertisements and TV deals. Take some of that money that you're getting, yeah. put it towards these student athletes that desperately need that money. Yeah. That, the ones that like their parents don't have enough money to pay the bills. Just do something or have a system where it's like you can financially support them, but do it in a way where they are, they, they're not spending their money, you know, in one place. Like they're actually it, it, like they have like a financial agent or like someone, yeah. in, someone in finances to help them, help, help them with their finances or something like that. Logan, Logan, did you also watch the NCAA college championships this past week? Yes, that was quite uh, time <laughs> <laughs> all right so for those that do not know the ncaa college basketball championships for division one schools happened this past weekend first game was on i believe saturday and that was the women's college basketball game between stanford university and the university of arizona very exciting game i actually watched that stanford went on to win the game by a score of 54 to 53 oh, wow. a very exciting game stanford won their first title since 1990 Two. Wow. So congratulations to that team. Yeah. I think they only lost like I think like three games the whole year, which is very, very impressive. That's and especially really good. Yeah. That is very yeah. impressive, especially Logan. And I did not know this. Stanford barely played at home all year because of uh, really? Yeah, because Stanford is wow. local California. Mm-hmm. So they were on the road essentially for months, like weeks and months on end, just going into this tournament, and then they actually won the whole thing. That's that's impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah, but like again, if you watch that game, you you that that would have been like, dang, like this is a good basketball game. Like, I'll, and I'll be like, some people are saying, like, oh, it's women's. Like, no, like, women's ballet, like, these girls are good. Like, they are they are very, very talented. You definitely know they're going to go to the next level at the WNBA. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Stanford. But also, did you watch the Gonzaga-Baylor game, Logan? I don't think I watched that one, but I watched the Gonzaga game right before that one. Oh, well, some of the with, highlights of that one. With UCLA, that was... Yeah. Another fantastic game mm-hmm. as well. That was the game prior to it. But the men's national championship game was between Baylor University and Gonzaga. Baylor went on to win by a score of 86-70 in a in essentially a route. They were actually very good from the get-go. They won yeah. their first title in program history. Wow. Which is very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. So congrats to both those programs. They worked tirelessly for essentially two years since there was a national yeah. championship last year. So kudos to both those teams. Like that's well deserved. Mm-hmm. Defeated Gonzaga, the undefeated team. Yeah, Gonzaga, very good team. That does not take away anything that they did, but 
Again, yeah. congratulations to the Bears because they played a very good game as well. But Logan, tell us about what's going on with Olivet Sports right now. The ONU Tigers secured the MSFA title after winning last week's game, and they're looking to compete an undefeated spring season this Friday against Trinity International. That's for football. So yeah, they're actually doing really good this year, which is really nice to see. So congratulations to them. And then also for all that soccer teams, they prepare for the CCAC conference playoff this spring as their sports begin to wrap up. Yeah, so I was actually at the game where Olivet won the MSFA conference title. They're ranked right now, I believe last I saw they're ranked 13th in NAIA in, uh, nationally. So that's a very, very impressive job that the football program has done. I believe that Olivet is trying to get a big to host a home playoff game which will be very exciting because mm -hmm. logan if you did not know this all of that is now having at least 250 fans including students yeah. at the football games which is very exciting mm -hmm. but also again congratulations to the football team it's well deserved they worked tirelessly for now a year where let's just be honest it's very tricky yeah <laughs> That like there there were some games that were postponed or canceled because of COVID reasons. But again, congratulations to the football team. Good luck to them on Friday against Trinity International. By the time that this podcast gets released, the game most likely would have happened. But again, good luck to the football team. But also good luck to the Olivet soccer teams. I know that the girls' team is very good this year. They were they're yeah. in that spot where they could have hosted a playoff game. I don't uh, think they are though. I don't think that they are. Last I heard. Yeah, I don't think they are in terms of like the standing. So like where they're at right now, I don't believe the men's are either, but either way, if they did have a home game or if they are away, good luck to the soccer teams. Cause again, the CCAC, there are some very, very good teams in the CCAC, but now let's talk Logan. You brought this up and this was, this is a bizarre story. Cause I never thought I actually lived to see the day that this happened. What is up with ketchup? Yeah, there's a ketchup shortage right now. And restaurants were being affected all across the nation. And according to the Wall Street Journal, there's a ketchup packet shortage that is affecting restaurants due to the increase in demand. And since 2020, there's been a 13% increase in demand for ketchup packets. That's that's insane. That <laughs> Because the ketchup is just so common yeah. of a condiment that is given to us that we don't really think about it. And now it's yeah. like restaurants are just like, yeah, we don't have ketchup. I'm just like, what? Like, like you told me it's about just that. just mashed tomatoes and vinegar exactly but apparently like yeah. that's apparently there's a more of a possibly more of a process yeah. to making ketchup than we probably originally thought of it's probably with like the packaging itself would be my guess or maybe and, it's like, like processing since yeah. like people aren't able to be in the factories to make them yeah to make the ketchup who knows mm -hmm. who knows and it could be because there's been an increase in drive-throughs and people getting ketchup packets instead of using the ketchup pumps in restaurants that, that could be as well yeah i saw I, I when i was looking up this story i saw a very 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 bad dad joke about this and like man i can't believe the ketchup can't catch up that that's when i saw that i'm like if i one. if i ever make that dad joke to my kids i know that i've hit like peak dad mode oh yeah because I'm just like, yeah, I remember like in 2021, there was a uh, ketchup shortage. I'm like, yeah, the ketchup can't catch up. And I'm just like, oh, if, I, I would be so disappointed in myself if I did that to my kids. This event, I feel like it's important enough to be included in history books. <laughs> just, just, just like, just not talking about the pandemic at all. It's like, we need to talk about the 2021 ketchup shortage. Yeah. But it's, it's a vital part of American history. Who knows? Maybe it'll spur some weird memes or something. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I I really hope so. Well, well, I mean, it's the internet. Let's just be honest. Like the internet can make some oh, of the yeah. weirdest weirdest memes of all time. Yeah. And finally, we have uh, the communication department party. To all the students that are in the communications department at Olivet, do not forget to RSVP for the upcoming department party that will happen on April twenty sixth from six to eight p.m. And obviously, you have to RSVP by scanning a QR code that can be found in the newsletter that the communication department students have received the email, or it can be found on the Facebook page. Logan, have you RSVP'd yet? Yes, I have. I have as well. So if you're listening to this, do not forget to RSVP. It is very important that you be there. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun time before finals week. We want to see you. Yes, we want to see you. It's community. It's a calm unity. But um, that's again, that's another dad joke, right? That yep. we should just we should just rename this podcast from Tire Talk to Dad Jokes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, is there anything else that? needs to be talked about any news that came up anything at all All of it COVID numbers yes they're still fairly low i believe it's four right now in total for active cases on campus that that is good very good i definitely know that you know a few weeks ago one of those numbers was me again that's very good so everybody at all of that congratulations give yourself a pat on the back because obviously the saliva testing is so far working people obviously are taking this seriously they are wearing masks they are doing their saliva test they are social distancing so again doing the best that we can with what's happening right now but again that's very good because so far like we're about what one month away from school ending and we only yeah. Cases active right now. That's good because I know that last fall we had a little bit of a hiccup because we had quite a bit of kids getting COVID. Yeah, last semester was pretty rough near the end. Yeah, but the good news is right now we are all stay staying healthy, social distancing, wearing a mask. Wear a mask, Logan. Don't forget yeah. to wear a mask. Yep. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I think that is just about it. Uh, oh, one question. What was in your Easter basket for candy? I didn't actually get an Easter basket this year. <gasps> the horror. <laughs> but I did get a chocolate bunny, solid chocolate from a local candy store in my town. I've barely had anything of it. It is so good. That is very very good to hear. But that goes into our final thing before we end off, because we want to end off on a positive note, all right? Yeah. It was Easter. Let's do our Mount Rushmore, the top four candies that we want to see in our Easter basket. Now, if you say Peeps, Logan, I may or may not come over to you and fight you, because Peeps are nasty. I will I will go to my grave thinking that Peeps are nasty. To me, they're okay. They're not that good, is, They're not that, That's kind of like saying black licorice is okay. <laughs> I don't know anybody that eats black licorice. Don't that tell me. me. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious. Ladies and gentlemen, we may be short one host next week. <laughs> we may be short one host next week. But Logan, give me your top four candies. Give me like the top tier candies. For sure. Jelly beans. Jelly beans have to be on there for sure. What type of jelly? I love jelly beans. Or just any jelly? Um, I think it's the Brock's brand that are like the Easter jelly beans. Okay. They're just a little bit thicker jelly bellies. Okay. That's respectable. We've also got black licorice flavor. That's... <laughs> You're you're disappointing me right now, okay? You're just you're just you're lowering the bar for yourself, okay? L- the listeners right now are just like seriously eating black licorice jelly beans. I like I feel, it. I feel no like no it. I will. <laughs> I feel like that's like a bean boozle punishment. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, and then I like a good Reese's cup. The egg ones, those are good. Mm-hmm. 
Respect. The like crunchy egg things are like Whoppers except eggs. Oh, I know what you're talking those, about. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't really know the name of those, but I do know like it, it's those. Like I, yeah. I those are that. good. Respect. I respect that. Then I don't know. Probably go with something like cream egg or something like that. Like a Cadbury cream egg. Yeah. I do like a good Cadbury. Hey, you know, that's that's respectable. I mean, Cadbury's aren't bad. I know that some people don't really like Cadbury, yeah. but I'm like, Which I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, I, I'm, I'm on the line like, where it's like, I, I could go for it. I mean, if it's available, I'll yeah. take it, but it's not my first preference. Oh, yeah. It's not my first preference at they're all. good. Yeah, I mean, like, they're not like on the upper echelon of like the, again, like the Reese's eggs. Like, those are, those are amazing. Like, they're probably like a solid higher B tier. Feels a tier list. Like the Cadbury egg? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like some people like them, some people don't like them. That's just their preference. Let's see. I have to think about my top four. Yeah. I'm going to go with a Twix. Like, the, like, like the, the ones that I'm talking about, it's like, it's like the, the, it's the egg-shaped one. Not mm-hmm. like the two separate ones. It's like it's like an egg shape. Very good. I like the caramel in it. I like caramel on Easter. I don't know why, but I do. Books uh, are very good. Books are very, very good. If anybody says that they're not, they're just wrong. Now, right or left, though? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I don't understand why people say. <laughs> like, was, they are, the, though. They are the exact right. same. Like, it's the exact same thing. It's just a, it's literally just an advertisement thing for them to like sell more Twix. Exactly. It's it's literally like a myth. It's kind of like the Loch Ness monster, where it's like it doesn't exist. Like they're the exact same thing. <laughs> My second one is a Kit Kat. I'm gonna go basic. It's a Kit Kat. Kit Kats are good. All right. There's, uh, good I like year uh, round. Yeah, they're good year round. If people say that you know Kit Kats aren't good, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like it's the crunch. If you don't like crunching your chocolate, I don't know what to tell you. I would say third. It's very hard. Is it, it just depends on what type you get, but I like a Hershey's Milk Bunny. Mm. The Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bunny, if yeah. it's available. I, I'll just know. I've had had like cookies and cream one in the past where I'm like, okay, like yeah. it's, it's it's okay. It's cookies and cream. It's cookies and cream. I'm like, well, I'm like, you have to be in the mood for it though. Yeah. Because in my opinion, it's like I like cookies and cream like in the winter where it's like, you're in that seasonal, like it's like you're baking stuff, like all that. Yeah. I'm fine with the cookies and cream in the winter. I don't really prefer in the spring. I'm more of a milk, like a warm milk chocolate caramel guy. Like, give me that. I am satisfied. Last one I'm going to throw at you. Maybe a little bit of wild card. Rolos. Rolos. Oh, yeah. People people may say it's like, wow, like why a Rolo? Rolos are good. Rolos are good. I mean. Hey, Logan chose Cadbury egg. If he can choose a Cadbury egg, I can choose a Rolo. They're the exact same thing. One's full yep. of caramel, one's full of cream. Like, what's what's the difference? What and Rolos the, can roll. Rolos can. Yes, Rolos can roll. <laughs> That's a dad joke right there. We're just gonna we're gonna have to rename this podcast title from Easter Break News to Dad Jokes Galore. Yep. <laughs> that because we're just out here making dad jokes left and right now. But I think that is it. For this week, Logan, it's been a pleasure. We had, the, Again, like there was a lot of stuff that happened this week that we actually had to cover for last week and this week. Yeah. We did the best that we could. So obviously, thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of Tire Talk. I am Peter Babb. I'm Logan Singletary. And this has been Tire Talk. We will see you guys next week.